0: Thank you for listening to this audio recording from the pastoral team at Church of the Redeemer, an Anglican church in Greensboro, North Carolina. If you'd like to know more about Church of the Redeemer, its ministry, or its mission, then visit us online at RedeemerGSO.org. Good morning. I'm Father Benjamin. For those who are visiting or may not have met me, um, it's good to see you all. And so I'm an assisting priest here at Redeemer, and... um, i 'm just very grateful for this opportunity to um, preach from god 's word this morning, and it has been my prayer for the past few weeks as i 've been wrestling with this passage um, jesus 's kind of promise and declaration over us that we are salt of the, the of the earth that we are light of the world, and so um, my prayer is that you will hear this as not only a message to you, but recognize that I'm preaching to myself this morning and that this is a call for us higher, not away from the world, but in the world and how we live in light of the light in life that has come into our lives. So we're going to be camping out around this whole declaration of you are salt of the earth, you are light of the world, comes to us in the Gospel of Matthew. And the Gospel of Matthew is a gospel that portrays Jesus Christ as a wise teacher who not only calls us to live a life of faithfulness, but thank God that he shows us how to live in this way. This morning, our gospel lesson is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 20, which is part of Jesus' sermon on the mount. It's Jesus' masterclass, if you will, in how to love mercy, how to Do justice and walk humbly with God. This is Jesus' vision for the church. The primary theme of the sermon is righteousness, or the Greek term there is actually justice. The details that follow throughout the Sermon on the Mount can be summed up as a call for a life of uncompromising fidelity in discipleship, in faithfulness. Which is to say that the community of Jesus' followers is to be a model community living in faithful obedience to God. The salt of the earth. The light of the world. A city set on a hill. This is Jesus' vision for the church. Faithfulness. Faithfulness is integral to the mission of this community. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Matthew 5, verse 16. Faithfulness. Jesus envisions his church as the demonstration plot where God's will can be visible and visibly expressed. This is why Jesus says that the righteousness of his discipleship must exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees. Otherwise, the church will not be a compelling example of the kingdom that Jesus Jesus proclaimed and proclaims. From beginning to end, Jesus Jesus offers a radical vision of a community of faithfulness, a community of discipleship known for its countercultural ways of life, a community whose members are free of pride, anger, lust, falsehood, and violence. This is Jesus' vision for the church. Jesus' disciples are to be characterized by overcoming anger through reconciliation, bringing lust under discipline, keeping their promises, honoring marriage through lifelong fidelity, speaking graciously, simply, humbly, and truthfully with all people, putting away pride and hypocrisy. And materialism, trusting God for all material needs, renouncing retaliation and revenge, forgiving freely as they have been forgiven by God, and loving one's enemies. This is Jesus' vision for the church. Jesus' disciples are to be meek. They are to be merciful. They are to be pure and devoted to peacemaking. Jesus' disciples are to be willing to suffer persecution. And Jesus makes it very clear that his followers are and will be blessed precisely in its faithfulness to this way of life. What we discover in Jesus' sermon is a community who models what it means to take Jesus at his word. A community whose lives, who lives in a way that makes the kingdom of God visible here on earth as it is in heaven. A community of Jesus followers who understand that they are a sign, that they are an instrument, that they are a foretaste of the kingdom of God. The clear manifestation of a people who have learned to be at peace with themselves, at peace with one another, the stranger, and of course, most of all, God, a Christian community who have pledged to be different from the mainstream society in which they live. Jesus is talking about citizenship, citizenship in the kingdom, that these actions are the very roads. What we discover in Jesus' sermon is Jesus' vision for the church but is it true of us? Is it true of us? This is the lingering question that I have not been able to ignore for some time in light of Jesus' vision for the church. This morning, one of our brothers in this very congregation sent me a text message right before I was coming up to preach. I'm just going to read it to you because this is the contrast of Jesus' vision for the church. In light of another moral failure in and around our city, this brother writes, I really don't want to lose you too. I'm concerned that leaders don't know how to sell their possessions, identify idolatry, and remove it from their lives, Trust in God enough to resign from their status, to flee from sin, abstain from drunkenness, that they know how to fast or pray, or that they even believe God could have a blessed, joyful, happy life for them if they just let him do it his way. I'm concerned. I'm concerned with vulgar language, with our addictions, how we don't realize we own half the globe's wealth and are 1% of the world's population. We raise kids who disobey, and we don't really know how to give them good gifts. We fear about what we will eat and where, yet we also add on to the very basic needs and try to obtain more, even that others, to obtain what shouldn't be scarce by earning enough that others starve. I'm concerned with the interest that we charge, the interest that we accept, even as our church, and that we charge our neighbors, and we call that good stewardship. I am concerned. I am concerned that we walk in flesh and that we don't believe we have access to the heavenly places or even the fruit of the Spirit. I am concerned. I am concerned we talk more about apprenticing Christ than we live because we do not depend and trust Him enough to leave everything we own and I have worked for to follow the shepherd who is calling each of us By name. We need to sit with that. That is not Jesus' vision for the church. What is true of you and I? Are we a community who has accepted the radical? Demands of discipleship and what it means to follow the way of Jesus Christ. This is not a rhetorical question. The beauty of the gospel is that Jesus believes and proclaims that you are salt of the earth, that you are the light of the world. So what does that mean for us? What does this mean for the church in the West, for the church in America, for the church here in Greensboro, for Redeemer? Let these words wash over you. This is not an indictment on us. This is a promise by God himself. You are salt of the earth. You are the light of of the world. These are attributes of faithfulness. These are promises of discipleship. But Jesus does not stop here because with these blessings comes responsibility. The point of his sermon is not to tell us what justice is, but rather what justice looks like in our lives. To love mercy to do justice, and to walk humbly with God. This is Jesus' vision for the church. It's one thing to know and claim our identity as followers of Jesus, but it's another thing entirely to live the way of life that Jesus envisions. The point of Jesus' sermon is to help his followers then and now. You and I understand Not only who we are, but also what difference this actually makes in our lives and in the life of the world. I mean, knowledge without purpose is as useless as salt that has lost its flavor. To know the good, Jesus is saying, is to do the good. You are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world. This is not mere more information that we need to amass for information's sake. This is not more information intended to make us feel good about ourselves. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. What Jesus is saying here is, be light. Be the light of the world I have called you to be. What Jesus is saying here is be salt, be the salt of the earth that I have created you to be. What Jesus is saying here is be the difference that salt and light makes in the life of the world, the difference salt and light makes for one another. What Jesus is saying is that you and I, that we are the salt, that we are the light of God's very presence in the world. As Jesus' disciples, we have to be the activity of God in the world. We are called to live out our identity, not as name placeholders, but as salt and as light. For the church to be the church, for the church to be constituted, for the church to be what we are called to be requires the visibility of the church in the world to be sought, To be made light for the world is a call for the church to be visible. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. So what does this mean for us? in light of the dark and dim nature that surrounds us, in light of the brokenness and the suffering and the pain and the evil that surrounds us daily, how might the knowledge of who and how we are make a difference in the world? You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world It is knowledge without action that perpetuates the existence of racism in our city and in our world. So how might the knowledge of who and how we are make a difference? You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. It is knowledge without action that contributes to our silence about abuse and sexism. But you... You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. It is knowledge without action that contributes to 44,299 deaths to gun violence year after year. It's rising in this country alone. But you, you are salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. It is the knowledge or it is knowledge without action that contributes to over 25,000 suicides annually in this country alone with an ever increasing percentage of youth under the age of 17 our kids who attempt to take their lives 82,000 in the past 3 years you are The salt of the earth, people. Sisters, brothers, you are the light of the world. It is knowledge without action that continues to oppress the poor, to ostracize the marginalized, and to overlook the hungry. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Sisters, brothers, the stakes are very high. And Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. What Jesus is saying is is that righteousness before God is bound up in being salt, in being light in the world. This is Jesus' vision for the church. What Jesus is saying is righteousness before God is bound up in being the difference that salt and light makes in the life of the world. The difference salt and light makes for one another this is jesus's vision for the church to be salt to be light it means that we preserve and reflect the love and hope and the goodness of god so others might taste and see that god is good that god is love that god is hope so that others might glorify our father in heaven To be salt and light means to live in this world after the fashion of Christ, to bear witness to Jesus Christ and God's kingdom, to make present the one in whom all things are at their end and all things are at their beginning. It is to declare in and through our lives, not just in word, but in deed, that our lives Are kingdom oriented, that the kingdom of God is the goal, the end of all of our desires, the end of all of our interests, our whole life, the supreme and the ultimate value of all that exists. This is Jesus's vision for the church. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. The Lord's call to the church Is a call to commit our lives to the very things God is committed to. To love mercy. To do justice. To walk humbly with our God before one another and others as we seek to give life. As we seek to build the lives of others up. This is what this table is about. Every week, we gather together around this very table and proclaim that we are ever-living members of the body of Christ. And somehow, somehow you and I, individuals, individual bodies baptized into the body of our Lord, we make up the one, the holy, the apostolic Catholic Church. And then we feast on the source of, that makes all of that possible. You see, the table is the visible expression of our life gathered by and gathered around Jesus Christ. To be saved is to be so gathered. But this gathering is not for ourselves. It is for the life of the world. And this is God's commitment to us, that God is committed to preserve us in and through the body of Jesus Christ so that we will be the salt of the earth, the light of the world, so that we will love mercy, so that we will do justice, so that we will walk humbly with our God, so that we will overcome anger, through reconciliation, so that we will bring lust under discipline, so that we will keep our promises, so that we will speak graciously, humbly, simply, and truthfully with all people, so that we will put away all pride, so that, and so much more. This is Jesus' vision for the church. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.